show by fans for fans. My name's Eric Morrow, Seattle Mariners baseball, everybody. Let's get started. That smile is back on Junior's face. Line drive, base hit to win it. Everybody, welcome to Casuals Corner, the show by fans for fans. Seattle Mariners baseball. My name's Eric Morrow. I've got Tyler Matsumoto here, my co-host. How you doing, buddy? I'm really good. How you doing? Doing great. Doing great. And we want to reach out to our our friend and producer, uh, Indy. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, how about you, Eric? Doing good. Doing good, my friend. Uh, uh, Indy's in Nashville, Tennessee. Tyler's in South Snohomish County, and I'm in Flagstaff, Arizona, Boondock Studios, everybody. And we're talking Seattle Mariners baseball here, uh, particularly the last uh, three games with the Kansas City Royals. Wow, this has been a fun deal, huh, Tyler? It's causing me to want to go get my heart checked because I don't know how much more of this I can take, but it's been exciting and a fun ride so far. Yeah, well, you know, you've got, obviously, the Mariners are much better than the Royals, but the Royals uh, can hit, and uh, our weakest is is offense. So these games have been really close. I'm looking at Monday. We lost 6-7, to seven, uh, went to extras. There was a bunt uh, to get the, uh, the home team over, Kansas City Royals, uh, to third base with one out, and they were able to score that run. What would you think? Well, we talk about this a bunch, how as a show and as baseball fans, we try to mix the analytics with the fundamentals, and it feels like the Royals did that on a, on a better job on Monday night. I understand you don't want to give up outs throughout the game, maybe in the middle innings or early innings, but... When the new major league rules just give you a runner on second base to start the extra innings, you have to find a way to get into third and get into home. We did not do the job on Monday night, and we've kind of struggled to do it overall this season. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. That's really the same answer I was going to give is that, uh, you know, bunting works in the new extra innings. Um, it works and it's worked against us at least three times this year that I've counted. Now I had a discussion with a friend and he kept insisting that, uh, the numbers are better to, to mash away, uh, to try to get base hits and stuff like that. We have not done good in extra inning games this year. I don't know what the number is right in front of me, but, uh, and Tyler, maybe you could find that for me. But uh, I don't know what the number is, but I can count three times that we've lost that way by bunting the guy to third with one out and sack fly, it's over. Well, the major key is is the analytics don't necessarily consider situational baseball, and they don't consider time, place, and reason. So I'm all for not giving up an out and letting your guys mash away in the fourth inning. But like I said earlier, you give or the rules give you an automatic runner on second base. This is where small ball comes into play. You got to move them over. You got to get the run home. Now, 
I am also going to bash on Brash a little bit, one of my favorite players, because once again, he could have shut the door. It might not have gotten to this scenario, but hey, it ended up in the 10th inning, and they were fundamentally sound, and the Mariners were not. Yeah, so game one, uh, that kind of stinks. You know, these guys did fly a long ways over there. They got in, you know, I mean, it's the first game of a road trip, so we got to look at that. The next game, we kind of came out uh, for fire. Uh, we won that game 10-8. to And uh, I, you know, for, forgive me if I'm, if I'm wrong, but I think we scored a lot of runs. I'm looking at it here now. And, uh, boy, KC just kept chugging away at it and kept coming up behind us in this game. What do you say? You're exactly spot on. Once again, I work a ton of overtime, but I always listen to our beloved Mariners on the radio. Rick Riz is exceptional at painting the picture for you. I honestly hope he's the next Mariners Hall of Famer someday. But (laughs) the Mariners got off to a huge early lead, five or six run lead, gave up a run or two, then Witt Jr. hit a grand slam, All of a sudden, it's a super close, chaotic game. At least we won this one in the 10th. And I'm just looking at the three games so far. And in three games, there's only four runs difference in the three ball games. And Kansas City's not very good, folks. Um, Good news, we won today. Same Same kind of stuff. You're barely hanging on by your fingernails. It's chaos ball every game with the Kansas City Royals. What happened today? Well, today, another somewhat rough start by Castillo. At least the bats have shown up. We got off to another early lead, gave up some runs again, but at least we were able to come through. Brash was able to close the door. Now, I do want to say one thing about Kansas City. Their record is terrible. I mean, Charles Barkley, terrible. 39-83. and But teams like this have nothing to lose. The pressure is on the Mariners. They have a bunch of guys that are just trying to go out there and have some fun at this point. Prove that they can make money in the big leagues. Not go back to the AAA. Not go to Mexico. Not go to Korea. So they're kind of playing with house money, and we talked about this before the series even started, that even playing these teams with terrible records is extremely dangerous. Yeah, so, you know, we've won two of uh, three, and uh, we're coming for tomorrow afternoon. Remember, that's an early game, and uh, we can win three or four, win this series, and I think that's a pretty good job. That's what we went to Kansas City to do. As we've talked about before, my favorite times at work are day baseball games. Yeah, should be a great game. I think we're going to do this against the uh, the Royals. I think we'll beat them. We've made some ground here today. Uh, the Orioles, Orioles lost, I think, and uh, the Blue Jays lost. I heard Boston lost. New York's Yankees suck. <laughs> um they really do. They're under 500 now. Um, Texas lost, although the Angels won, but I don't think that's... Uh, Houston did win. 
So I think at this point, we are really close in the wild card here. We are like uh, one game out. Exactly. This is not impossible. Yeah, the playoffs are not impossible, ladies and gentlemen. The playoffs are at your door. So um, we're going to just keep rolling, and we're going we're gonna to beat the Blue Jays for sure. Uh, at least that's how I feel. What do you say, Tyler? I definitely agree. I'm a little bit worried right now for various reasons about this ball club, but what it comes down to is, like you said, one game back of Toronto in the third wild card, five and a half back of Tampa Bay in the first wild card, and we are those six and a half back in the AL West. Now, Seattle Mariners favorite Jay Buhner would tell me to go soak my head. We can still get the division. <laughs> Who do you think's the guy on the team that's uh, saying that this year then? It's hard to actually know, but I I would guess Cal Raleigh. We know that he is in a natural position of leadership. He commands respect from every single pitcher being such a great fielding catcher, being such a good pitch caller behind the dish. And his clutch hitting and good power warrants respect across the entire lineup. And we've also heard uh, from various sources that he has been one to step up. He was the one earlier this year when the team was really scuffling that uh, told the media that he, he agreed that they were struggling and it has to turn around. I definitely say Cal. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a great choice. Hey, Indy, you were telling me about how much fun today's game was. Tell me about it. It was, uh, it was thrilling for sure. Uh, I'm just glad we pulled away with the win, even though, like uh, Tyler said, Brash is—he's one of my favorite players, but he's making me nervous lately. Every time he steps up there in the ninth, oh, I just start sweating. I just want to look away. I get it. I get it. Um, and I, I feel the same way uh, we're gonna get to that though I don't want to get get ahead of myself let's talk about so there you are ladies and gentlemen playoffs are just like a natural thing that are gonna happen is pretty much how I see this so um, relax you know unless the team completely collapses we're in a good good spot uh, to make the playoffs let's talk about um, you know I wanted to talk about how the team's been playing since one of the top guys has been missing due to injury. Uh, J.P. Crawford, um, to be determined, uh, August 9th he left. Uh, seven days protocol on this, but, you know, concussions can go way longer than that. We've seen that with Kyle Lewis. Um, so I don't have an update on that. But, Tyler, tell me what the team is missing without him. For starters, leadership. We just talked about Cal and his leadership. If you ask me who are the the two main team leaders, I would say JP and Cal. Secondly, I don't care what the advanced metrics necessarily tell me about JP and his fielding. If you watch just five minutes of baseball per week, you will notice that JP is out there making plays. Not only that, 
he make he makes some really critical critical tough plays. He has a, been a very consistent leadoff hitter. Now, I think all of us would admit he might not be our number one choice, but when push comes to shove, he is easily the best option we have. He's been very solid in that role. He is having probably his best season hitting so far, and as you and I have talked about, Eric, he has his career record for home runs so far. The one major positive is he will be back. Hopefully it's sooner rather than later. And like you said, with these concussions, with these brain injuries, you know, time will tell. You know, sometimes you can bounce back quickly. Sometimes you don't. I have a con- I have a pretty funny story from when I was a kid regarding concussions. I was at a daycare. I was playing up on the monkey bars above the slide area. And I fell off and bonked my head really good. They rushed me to the hospital. I had no clue where I was. I had no clue who I was. And this is even back in the early 90s or late 80s. And concussion protocols have have come light years since then. But every hour they wake you up and, and try to ask you diagnostic type of questions. Every time, I didn't know who I was. So it turns out we were at a Catholic hospital. And in the middle of the night, the nurse woke me up. And I pointed up and asked the nurse, when are they ever going to let Jesus off the cross? She told my mom I was free to go in the morning. I'm glad that you uh, that you recovered from that for sure. And uh, that certainly was a sign um, right there. Concussions, like we just talked about, are tricky. We don't want to jump the gun, but let's just hope that it's not a bad concussion. I don't really have any updates. Does anybody here have any updates about J.P. Crawford? Nothing besides what they've said so far. They're not going to announce anything until the 10-day injured list, the time runs its course, and then will be updated then. Teams don't want to get into when they're going to be back with these sort of issues. Sure, sure. Everything's special about these kind of things. Uh, special special days that they, they require you to stay uh, off. I believe it's a seven-day protocol. And it can go longer, but, uh, you know, it's seven days minimum. Um, so... We'll see how that goes. Uh, more bad news on the injury front. Uh, we lost Tom Murphy today. He's on the 10-day injured list. We've called up Brian O'Keefe. He's the AAA guy. Um, and so we've got Murphy's really been raking. Uh, 290, 335, 538, 873 OPS. So this guy's really been playing and, and plays a decent catcher. The pitchers love him. Any idea how bad this is? I really don't, except for the basic updates. And like we just mentioned, the teams are only going to give as much info as is needed. This one hurts, though, also. Where JP has been maybe our most consistent hitter, you just laid out the stats. Murph has been easily our hottest hitter. And this one might hurt. Guy's got to step up. It's that simple. 
yep, that's how we do it. And, uh, you know, sometimes this season mirrors last season, too. It's just weird how it has done that, um, where Cal had to step up and be the guy. I mean, he was in AAA until Murphy got hurt because the game was swallowing him up. And uh, that's what happens to young players, and that's why you can't just say, oh, well, so-and-so is ready for MLB, let's go win the World Series. Oftentimes, these players need two or three years to really gel um, and become the men we need them to be. And then there's just a short window where, you know, maybe five or seven years, maybe nine if you can uh, swing it, that a team is going to probably be good unless you're like the Mets or something. Yeah, I hear you there. One thing I kind of want to ask you with Murphy out right now, we have talked about having both catchers in the lineup because they've both been swinging good bats. What do we do at DH now? I've been thinking Teo. What about Cade? What about Manzone? I mean, what about Ford? But I just lifted listed three lefties out of four hitters do we go by committee where do we go here can zone today um you know if they believe in these young guys who are i mean let's face it they've made some mistakes uh somebody said marlo i didn't get a chance to hear or see the throw that uh he doesn't seem to have a good arm but uh the guy's fast and he can hit so um, you got Canzone, who the knock on him was kind of defense uh, can be a problem. But, uh, you know, he has lost one in the lights, but I don't think there's a rookie who hasn't. Um, so we'll keep an eye on him. He's He is hitting the ball. I don't have those stats in front of me. Uh, Rojas has been, you know, we know he's not there for his bat. Um, he's a defense guy, and we have uh, a middle infielder who is an upgrade from Wong um, in the deal, too. And he's had a couple good hits, too. So, as you're aware, I've kind of been a Rojas hater since we acquired him. But I need to swallow my pride and eat some crow a little bit. In his last five games or so, Rojas is 6 of 14. He's actually tearing the cover off the ball. He plays a decent defense, he's very versatile, and I guess I got to give him a little bit of just do, mainly because I was a hater calling him just a guy, and maybe he is that, but if you have any sort of good winning season, you need just regular Joes, in quotes, on the on the ball club to come up with some real good hot streaks, and Without JP and without Murph, we need some random guys to come up big. Yeah. Yeah, and we've got Haggerty back and uh Um he got a he got a hit today. I guess Cabby seems to be his own worst enemy. He was put out twice stealing bases or trying to advance a, a double into a triple. Um and those are two outs. One ended an inning, so um uh, fumble fingers on him on that, but the guys, the guys got huevos, so let's let's give that to him. 
Let's see. Those are some crazy games with Kansas City. They've talked about it on the radio. Everyone is a just hold on to the edge of your seat. Our bullpen's going to blow it. All these things. Fortunately, we're two out of we're two out of four with the game to go tomorrow. Um, Ty France, what can you tell me about him here lately? For sure. Well, we've kind of debated him back and forth because he's a little bit of an enigmatic type of hitter. So let's go back to twenty one. He was a legit star at the plate with a two ninety one average an 813 OPS, and 18 home runs. Now, he's kind of been on a steady decline since. Last season in 22, 274, 774 OPS with 20 bombs. This season, he's been down to 257 with a 724 OPS and only 10 home runs. Now, the last two games... He's reached base seven times in just the two games. He's had a couple of clutch hits. He's had several walks and another big home run. So one thing a lot of fans know is Ty consistently leads the league or is at the top in terms of getting hit by pitch. It's a double-edged sword. His unwillingness to give ground in the batter's box gives him the ability to get the sweet part of the bat to any part of the strike zone. Now, he obviously gets hit a ton. And although I haven't seen it this year necessarily, the second half of last year, his hitting plummeted after getting dinged up really good by getting hit by pitch. I'm not telling him to back off necessarily, but maybe there's got to be some sort of middle ground. Bottom line is, if we can get any part of 2021 tie, this team is vastly different. Yeah, his bat's better. You know, I think people know that I've kind of been tough on Ty France, and I do apologize for that, but uh, I have problems with his defense. Um, There were a couple where the throw pulls you off the base or the play pulls you off the base and then take a swipe at the hitter um, as he comes up the baseline very close. And I've seen him kind of, you know, wave and miss. And uh, that bothers me because I think both of those could have been got by somebody. Both of those guys could have been out by a different player. He has been going back to his base, his home base. (coughs) Forgive me. Uh, He has been going back to his base, so that has been nice. Let the second baseman or the pitcher sometimes uh, field the play, and you're right there to cover the base. The bat has been getting better. The bat will play. I mean, bats like 2021 Ty France play, no matter how slow or poor at defense they are. But that's what we got to get back from Ty. And I don't mind if they're all doubles and singles. That's fine with me. He doesn't have to hit a a ton of home runs. And I realize that hitting 331 is kind of a thing of the past all season. But he should be hitting 280. And he should have 15 to 20 bombs. And I'm not sure how many doubles that would equal. But 
maybe around 40, 45 or something like that. What do you say? Yeah, I I agree. We need more out of the position in general. We've talked about this before. Gosh, you love Ty. You love what he stands for. He's a fan favorite. But a 724 OPS and 10 home runs isn't necessarily going to get it done at first base. It's hard to rewind time. It's actually impossible. So he either needs to turn it around or, what is he, arbitration two or three coming up? The Mariners might have to make a really tough decision in the relatively near future. I just hope that his recent hot streak might be a harbinger of things to come for him. Yeah, if he can get that back going, we can deal with the rest, but... Boy, oh boy. Um, so that that's Ty France for you there, folks. I hope he gets the bat going and we just, he be, you know. Oh, here's a big topic on uh, Bleacher Report, and I'm sure on Facebook. Uh, are we missing Seawald? I know I told you last week that uh, I was over it and didn't care. What do you say? It's obvious that we miss him. Now... We've gotten some production from Canzone and Rojas recently. What have we failed to... I always say fail to shut the door because not all these opportunities are, quote, blown saves. But we failed to shut the door in four or five of the last uh, losses recently. Now, I kind of want to go back to the offseason for this issue, though. Because if we signed or traded for the right hitters, we never would have been forced into the corner to feel like you need to trade a Seawald just to get some bats in here. Now, Canzone, I still am pretty high on just because he has such a great track record at every level of pro baseball until the majors. Now, I'm going to look at Cade Marlowe, who since he's been called up, has hit 294 with an 880 OPS and a 148 OPS plus. We have desperately missed Seawald, but it hasn't totally been the bullpen's fault, even though it's easy to point the finger at them. My question to you is, did J.K. Jared Kelenic maybe break his foot or toe way worse than than we realized, and that trade was maybe trying to get enough bodies in here to cover for him maybe not making it back this year. Yeah, I you know, I think all along we've said early to mid-September, and that's pretty much the whole season. I mean, there are two more weeks, but by the time a person ramps up, some guys, when they're young like that, they heal real fast. You remember those days, don't you, Tyler? Feels like a lifetime ago. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> um, you know, some guys heal super fast, too, and, and these are athletic bodies. Let's hope he comes back uh, and come back just raking and running the field. Let's hope that it's not worse than it we're being told. Although I don't think the Mariners are above that. I've seen that happen with Kyle Lewis and took a pounding um, from folks who didn't agree with me. 
you know, so we'll just have to see. We'll just have to see. You want to do me a small favor, my friend? Do you want to explain a little bit about your whatever you were thinking about Kyle Lewis there? Well, yeah, let's talk about it. So um, Kyle Lewis came up last year, and it was obvious he can't run very well. I don't know why they put him in the field. He should have been DH only. But uh, um, And the first time he came back, he was playing some pretty good ball. And, I mean, the ball was jumping off his bat. Uh, and then one of the Houston guys hit him in the head with a baseball. Surprise, surprise, uh, Houston. Uh, such a storied franchise, the Astros. Anyhow, uh, one of the uh, Astros guys hit him in the head with the baseball, and uh, he had a concussion. And, you know, some of us kind of thought that the knee was a problem too and that it really wasn't performing the way that... Uh, I would expect it to. And the concussion lasted for six weeks or something like that. And when he came back, he was not effective anymore at all and was traded shortly after that because the team asked him to go back to AAA. That's what I'm saying is sometimes an injury can be not blatantly lied to, but, uh, you know, who would dare say that a person doesn't have a concussion? Well, I would. Fair enough, fair enough. And I think that played out. I mean, I think when he came back, he was just not an effective baseball player. And God, you know, you can't play baseball and only hit uh, home runs. I don't care how good you are. You're going to hit doubles. You're going to hit singles. And that means you're going to be running the base. We're not going to pull you for a pinch runner in the third inning because you got a single or you got a double. You know, you have to be able to... to bring more than that unless you just want to have that guy on the bench uh and he can keep up production you know maybe that was the best idea i don't know well to me you're spot on about his knee and it looks like what's happened in arizona is exactly that you might see this more in basketball and football where an athlete just has a degenerative knee and it's just going to completely derail their career. A superstar born in Seattle for basketball, Brandon Roy, was an all-star for Portland. And his knees just would not hold up on him. And his career ended in the blink of an eye. I think the same thing with Kyle Lewis. He was a unanimous rookie of the year. He looked like he could be a star hitter. And it did not work out like that. I even went to a ball game last year where he blasted one way deep into the stands. And all the fans are hoping, come on, buddy, you can overcome this. I'm looking at Kyle Lewis and what he's done for Arizona this year. Eric, he's only had 37 at-bats with a 162 average and one home run. A negative point four war. I it really hurts me because it's not the end of the world necessarily if an athlete just isn't good enough to cut it at the top level. That knee, that brutal knee injury he suffered in the early minor leagues, looks like that's going to haunt him and end his baseball career. Yeah, I mean, 
Nobody's happy about it. Kyle Lewis is a cool, good guy. When he come back that first stint before he had his concussion, he got a standing ovation for coming back. I mean, the city loved him. He loves the city. Uh, unfortunately, you can't run, and if you can't run, you can't play baseball. And, uh, um, you know, that's just where we're at with him. Um, he would, he think about how good this team could have been if Evan White would have come through and his bat would have got figured out. And if, uh, um, you know, Kyle Lewis, had, I mean, this guy was an awesome center fielder with some pop in his bat and his career is basically probably over. Um, and I don't know why he doesn't understand that or what the exact situation is. Maybe it isn't over, but sure don't look good. I mean, I can tell a lot from looking at things, and he couldn't run. No, it it's just one of those bummer, sad situations that does happen in pro sports. We probably feel it more because he was a rookie of the year for the Mariners. He looked like he had so much potential. I actually want to give Jerry and the Mariners organization credit for him. There's a lot of fans of any sport out there that want to say you're a bust, you're a dud, you stink. Because of an injury, I, I don't buy that. If for whatever reason an injury just takes away your ability to play, that that's just horrible luck, and I hope that the rest of your life you can do good things for yourself. I'm the kind of mind thinking, well, what happens after this? Does he have any insurance or how does he make a living or whatever? But I guess that's me being nosy. So um, good luck to you, Kyle Lewis. We do love you. Uh, sorry it didn't work out. What else you got for us tonight, Tyler? Not a whole ton, really, except for I'm really excited to listen to some Mariners baseball at work tomorrow. Um it doesn't get any easier after tomorrow. They have to get on a plane immediately and go for three games at Houston, three games at the Southside Chicago White Sox, and then we finally come home for a couple of series. But there is one major positive for me, though, tomorrow. Is there any better pitcher on this team than George Kirby? I, I agree. He's a great pitcher. I mean, we've just had fantastic luck with pitchers, and I think that uh, Kirby is definitely the crown jewel of that. So we're lucky to have that. You know, you just keep beating these teams up. Even if they get to your guy today, you beat them up tomorrow, and then they're facing another two or two uh, rotation guy, and then, they, you know, they're facing a rookie who's just done it incredible. So... We got to get the bats going. Consistency is key. It seems like that we get a bunch of hits and a bunch of runners, and our Achilles heel is the ability to drive them home. I just want to say, can you believe that we're 10 games over 500, though? It, it looked really bleak for many parts of the season. I told my wife I was going to cancel my Fubo account to save some money. I probably told her that 15 times this year, and I'm still holding on, and we're still rolling right now, so let's go. 
let's go and and like i told you this season mirrors last season in a lot of way where it just really tested folks uh patience and we talked with craig about that last week uh he has more patience than job um (laughs) yeah and uh i have a lot of patience but i had kind of flew a white flag one or two days out of desperation um but here we are you know and and of course during all those uh, trying times you're told oh all the al east teams are going to make the wild card you guys don't have a chance you can't even play baseball out here and here we are uh going into the final stretch of the season the final third of the season and you got yankees falling you got boston falling you Toronto doesn't scare me um and that's the only team in front of a a wild card position for us so thank you for hanging in with the team and not listening to those trolls who can be so uh, I don't know how they come up with some of the stuff they say but uh, uh I like to fight back with them um you know we're trying to do this at twice a week casuals corner and we're just talking about mariners baseball maybe you'd like to be uh involved uh maybe be a guest or something like that let us know if that's the case and we'll be happy to uh to have you on here and uh we just got some great things going for you and coming up and we're just going to keep watching this mariners baseball team what do you say tyler heck yeah Our slogan is, by the fans, for the fans, and that means everybody. If you don't know how to contact us, just write in the comments, hey, my name's Joey, and I would love to be a part. We would love to hear from you. It's just a blast to hang out with Eric and Indy here. And the main focus is the Seattle Mariners, 42 games left. Let's go get it let's go get it so uh i'll be looking forward to seeing uh the results of the rest of the week sunday night and we hope to get these out to you like thursday monday uh sometimes might be a day longer than that but uh we're trying to stay current baseball moves really fast it's every day so um the team's doing good so far keep at it ams have a good day have a good evening bye-bye